1: He blew us out of the water.
0: Completely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not a bad idea. International police, I think, is probably one of the most interesting ones. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town radio tower, it's the
2: one... The only Pucko podcast.
1: It's Pucko, Pucko. It's Pucko, Pucko. Pokemon Underground Champions League. Oh yeah, Pucko. Have your friends, is that time again. again
2: Listen to the shit with the fuck never never ends. Ends. It's Bucko Bucko Oh yeah Bucko It's your host Trigger that. you your co-host well, Whoever every you It's Bucko Bucko Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Puckle. Puckle.
1: And welcome to the 334th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my chic co host, Mr. Maximus,
0: and the fluffiest whimsicott.
1: And as always, we are here to bring you the Puckle Podcast, the podcast. That stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that was introduced in 1908 by W.D. Boyce as a precursor to the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, But welcome to the show, guys. Welcome back if you're old. Uh, Welcome if you're new. And we are your one-stop shop for everything Pokemon. We talk everything from the video game to the TCG to Pokemon Rumble, even though it's garbage. And as always, though, guys, we have a great show ready for you. Uh, we've got some topics. We're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about some in universe facts later today. But before that, we've got Poke Quiz and the news, and then we'll wrap up with the mailbag and the Pokemon of the episode. So before we go any further, I want to ask you guys how you've been doing in life, the universe, everything, Pokemon. Uh, we'll start with you, Maximus. How's everything going?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, in life, I'm doing fine. Becoming stronger, being getting stronger every single day. Hey, as far as Pokemon-wise, um, I'm starting to get my groove back on because I'm on the road to Dayton, Ohio.
1: <laughs> I love that. It's just such, to me, it's such a weird place to end up because Dayton, Ohio has nothing. Uh, except for FuckleCon. <laughs>
0: that's enough for me. Yeah.
1: That, that's I'm all flying for a
0: thousand miles for, 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 Paco, for, for Dayton, Dayton Ohio.
1: Ohio. No. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio, the city of dreams. Uh, there's there's lots to do there. Like, uh, honestly, I don't know what there is to do there.
0: Is there a famous car race, I
1: think? No, that's Indianapolis. No, Wait, talking about the
0: other one. I
2: thought
0: that was Daytona. Daytona, yeah. That's, that's, in, Florida. that's in Florida. That's in Florida. That's in Florida. Yeah, you your country's too freaking big.
1: Yeah, Dayton and Daytona are different places. In Dayton there are like eight Wright Brothers museums because fun fact, the Wright Brothers developed the first sustainable flight aircraft in Dayton, Ohio.
0: Honestly, half half of the people who ever flew something were from Ohio, so
1: I mean, it's a big thing because that's everybody set up like the air the like airfields and stuff here or not here, but in Dayton. And it's this is this is completely off topic from Pokemon. But because the <laughs> Wright brothers came back for that, they they, li- they lived in Dayton. That's where their bicycle shop was. You can actually go visit their old bicycle shop in Dayton. Mm-hmm. And they ended up building the first sustainable flight aircraft in Dayton. So, like, you could fly until you ran out of gas type of deal.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's, uh, that was done in what's known as Patterson Field, which is now the location of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So there's a giant air force oh. base in Dayton.
0: Okay. And gotcha.
1: Exactly. And so that's where a lot of the early flight tests were done. Where it was in Dayton, actually. Fun fact: uh, There's an awesome actually. If you want to come to Dayton, or if you're if you're coming to PuckleCon and you're trying to convince your spouses that they'll have something to do, there's actually an excellent free museum in Dayton, uh, at the Air Force Base. There's the Air Force Base Museum. I think that's all they call it. I think it's the Air Force Museum that you can go see a bunch of old aircrafts and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah,
2: it's pretty cool. Pokemon isn't educational.
1: Yeah, Pokemon. (laughs) But what what have you been training for, Maximus, in particular?
2: Um, Showdown. Uh, A while ago, I said I was trying to reclaim my throne as one of the greatest competitive battlers in Puckle, and I'm going to prove that, especially at PuckleCon. So it's just a matter of time. I'm excited.
1: I think we've got an official VGC tournament on the docket. And then we're going to have some pickup tournaments like that you can do video game in, and you can decide what kind of format it's going to be amongst the eight people that decide to pick up with it, mm-hmm. uh, just so you can, we can have the single battles be represented there at the same time and stuff like that.
2: Right.
0: It's going to be great.
1: I'm really pumped because we have a much better schedule, I think, than we did last year right now. It's not released to the public, for those of you who are wondering, but... Hopefully in the next week or two we'll have everything ironed out and we'll release it to the public because we need to. I think we just need to figure out. I think one of the side events that we want to officially schedule, and uh, then pricing from there because things are unfortunately going to have to cost some money this year because we have to, we're renting out a convention center. So there's some there's some costs associated with that that we want to try to offset. And I do want to make it clear for those of you who are listening to the show, even though you are paying money to go to PuckleCon, we are not actually going to profit off of this event whatsoever. And I'm okay with that. Puckle is all about just having fun with the fans, but to an extent, Puckle can't take a super large hit. And if we can offset some of those costs, that helps us make a bigger and better PuckleCon for next year as well.
0: I also want to reassure the people listening that the cost is not going to be as exorbitant as you might have thought when Tash announced we were renting an entire convention center. We're just getting a room, guys. It's that's going to be true.
1: okay. <laughs> no, we're renting They're the going whole to be in thing. The main room. <laughs> Renting the yeah. whole thing, so no, it's going to be a good time though. It, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Well, what about you, Wanza Zakal, what you been up to lately?
0: Ooh, in life, getting completely swamped at work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amen, <laughs> yeah. sister.
0: Yep. And in Pokemon, uh Well, it's not a very fun story. I had this wonderful winning streak going all through the UTC and the first two weeks of the PDL. And karma had to catch up with me. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. Because not only did I lose last week and get 6-0 this week by your fellow Dr. Gio, yeah, uh. Last week, I I almost pulled off a cheeky little Minior sweep. But have you looked at Minior? Like, those eyes. They cannot see anything. I think he like they burned off when (laughs) Minior fell through the atmosphere. I have no idea. Minior was blind. And this week... Well this week I, I had even less expectations because first off it's Gio, like and Gio does draft league really, really, really well. And second, our roster matchup was a disaster for me. But <laughs> I I went in thinking it's a showdown between U U T C winners, as Gio likes to say. <laughs> so I'm gonna lose, but we're gonna have a really exciting battle. It's gonna be epic. And then I missed everything, and I got six out. <laughs> End of story, ouch. <laughs> yeah, it happened. I, I, I like before I even said good game to Gio before the game was over. I apologized to him because it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> like with with before with before no, Viking last week. Mm-hmm. Sure, I lost pretty badly. He beat me fair and square, even though you know maybe Minyor could have pulled it off. I don't know, but but we had fun anyway. This That's week good. it was just it was just sad, man.
1: So <laughs> sad. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so for myself, I got some free time this week finally, uh, and I've been working on building some new teams for uh, both the stream and for just for funsies. I like building teams, and it's a, it's a hobby of mine, obviously. and uh, Mostly because next week, Jushiro and I are going to be doing a uh, team stream. He and I are going to be on Skype together, and we're going to stream on... Uh, let me double-check the date. I believe it is April 21st at 11 a.m. Eastern. Okay, that's the time. If you be there or be square. And Jushiro and I are going to be playing each other's games on stream. So... Uh, sublime had a lot of comments about this last week but uh, <laughs> because he's just like wait aren't you competent at tcg and the answer is maybe um, <laughs> but uh, i'm gonna be playing tcg while Jushiro coaches me and then Jushiro's is gonna play video game while i coach him and he's gonna be doing ou and so i built him a specific team around a specific pokemon that he really liked and oh we're gonna man see how i it can't works. wait
0: to see this <laughs> so I, th-
1: I think it's gonna be more fun to watch Jushiro play video game personally <laughs> But uh, I'm okay with anything that happens here, so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. I'm very excited for this stream. So if you want to catch that, that is like I said, next Saturday or this Saturday by the time you're listening to this, April twenty first, eleven a.m. Eastern, Twitch.tv/slash The Puckle Podcast. It's a lot of fun, and I'm I'm really I love, excited. I
0: love I love how you got all excited about this, and you a like you circumvented the reason you finally got free time i did
1: i did (laughs) (laughs) did that do you want (laughs) to keep
0: walking around it okay we'll do that fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) i try not to uh i I didn't want to make a big deal out of it i don't know if you guys saw it so for what (laughs) i guess i'll say it just to like bring up this discussion point but uh for those of you don't know I've been working on my thesis and dissertation for my PhD. And so this year, this week, I finally defended my dissertation and I passed. So that's really good news. So now I essentially have a PhD, but I have to wait until graduation to like actually get the piece of paper. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of free time now. I have I have some work to still do, but not a lot. Like it's a finite amount of work. I can see the end. I actually have like a list in my office of things that need to be done before I graduate. And I just cross things off one at a time. <laughs> And that list is getting <laughs> progressively smaller, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic here in a little bit, but well,
2: step by step, day by
1: day. Yeah, I'm almost there, and so that that's that's the one reason. But I I didn't want to make a big deal out of the whole thing, and then it, it is a big deal. I mean, it, it is, is. But I don't I don't I'm not like the kind of person that like needs to go harp on my own accomplishments unless it's getting top fifteen Bad. at. Regionals in St. Louis. <laughs> that's uh, why
0: we did it for you because you know. Uh,
1: so I never post. Good. I don't post anything on Facebook ever. And uh then my mom posted something on Facebook when it <laughs> happened.
0: Yeah, saw that. And
1: literally everybody's commenting on it. Like beau commented on my mom's post, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought it was hilarious because I'm just like, I I didn't comment. I didn't make this, but it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's what happened. So. It was it was a it was a fun week, and I got time to play Pokemon again, and I enjoy playing Pokemon again, and now I fix my kitchen sinks. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go ahead, guys, and shift gears to the news. Then, so let's cue the epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. There's a lot of news to get through, so I'm going to try to get through it, and we're going to see what happens. But first being that, right now, if you play Pokemon Go until, I believe, April 17th, so that's like another day when you listen to this, the Kanto celebration in Pokemon Go is going on, and which means there's a ton of Kanto Pokemon everywhere in Pokemon Go, so you can complete your Kanto Dexes so that you can get Mew except it's really hard to find a Ditto, and I'm still stuck on trying to find a Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the fun part. If you guys want to go play Pokemon Go, though, and you want to complete your Kanto Dex, this is your chance. Go do that.
0: Wait, you have to you have to complete the Canto decks?
1: Not complete it, but you need to have the medals for it.
0: The medal. The right, medal. The okay. medal.
1: The gold medal essentially is what you need, and I think that's like something yeah. like ninety Canto Pokemon or something like that. But if it might be
0: one hundred. But yeah,
1: again, it, but if you're a newer player to the game, that's incredibly difficult to do because yeah. they keep adding Pokemon, and when they do that, some Pokemon just don't show up that often anymore. Granted, I think their quest system helps a lot with that, because when you complete quests and you get wild encounters, it's typically a rare Pokemon that you can't see, like Ponyta or Grimer, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I got I got like Pinsir and Ninetales out of that. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. And they're typically Gen 1 Pokemon, not, to, not mm-hmm. like, to be honest, so it does help out a significant amount uh, with that. But th- right now, you can just go catch whatever, and I've been catching my Shop Like Crazy. So... Definitely go do that while it lasts.
0: I might do that tomorrow since tomorrow is also like the Marip Community Day exactly. thing.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's already going to be passed by the time they listen to this. But Marie Community Days ha- happened in the past for you guys, but in the future for me. So there you go. Uh, in other bigger we news... really
0: wobbly, timey, whimey stuff.
1: <laughs> in other bigger news, Zero Aura was announced for Pokemon... It it just like existence was announced by the Pokemon company. We all knew it was going to happen. Uh, and mm-hmm. typically ha- it actually happened on this exact week that Marshadow was announced last year. So, yeah, getting predictable there. Pokemon company got to change up your patterns. OK, <laughs> you Getting predictable there. But we got there or it's going to be in the new movie. There's a new trailer for that movie to that got coupled onto that announcement as well. Uh, all of the merchandise for that movie was announced, actually, which confirmed pretty much that there's not going to be a new Eevee evolution. I hope, because then I then we then I get to be wrong, and people make jokes about how that's is wrong all the time. And I, I'm I'm typically right. You guys just never notice when I'm right.
0: Uh- <laughs> I mean, the actually the the presence of an evolution in even numbered generations is one of the few patterns if you want to call three data points that that have held yeah, up so exactly. far so who knows
1: well my favorite thing is when people talk about the evolution pattern with the even number generations are like they always introduce two i'm like except for that one time they didn't and that's exactly 33 like percent <laughs> of the occasions you're talking about right now so that's <laughs> statistically significant and I, I don't know, I don't see them doing it unless they're trying to really push something. Cause Sylveon I think was its own case entirely. Just because, yeah, because fairy types. Exactly. They're just mm-hmm. like fairy types and they're like, here's this old Pokemon to tie into it. And I just don't see it happening again. I don't know. I know people want to see that. I would be way more I'd be way happier if we got another Pokemon that acted like Eevee. And filled and in the rest of the types. And the other types. Exactly. Yep. I'd much rather have that than another Eevee Illusion or something like that. Like I thought Rockruff would have been an excellent choice for that, but they did their own thing with Rockruff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Pokemon, they're more than welcome to do that. But it would have been really cool if we would have gotten Rockruff, and then you do different things with Rockruff, you end up with Flying-type Rockruff, you end up with Fighting-type Rockruff, you end up with uh, mm-hmm. what other types are left, Dragon-type Rockruff, and...
0: Poison, Bog, Steel-type uh, steel Rockruff. Steel. It would have been
1: really cool. They could have done that. I was really expecting that with Rockruff when it was announced, and that just didn't happen, obviously. Hey, there's still hope. Uh, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I just think it would be more exciting to see that than an evolution. because how are we going to get a fighting-type evolution? Come on. I, I just feel like it's going to be pushing it.
0: Mm, a bit.
2: Yeah. Well, right? isn't it right now they have, like nine-types? The evolutions, like not Eevee itself, but its evolutions. Is there nine or is there eight? Eight. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we can have like another evolution type Pokemon. We have the other nine. Exactly. That's pre-evolution.
1: I think that would be fantastic, and it would just open up so much more. I really, really want that. That's what I want in my life. Just get, just get that in my Pokemon game. Gen eight. You know what's up. Oh man, I just, I
2: just thought of something. Yeah, uh, just a, a, in a field, evolutions versus the other evolution family, and they're just going at it, trying to figure out which one's the best. And then we have the main, then we have EV and the in the base Pokemon for other EV evolution other evolution family, just going at it and uh, just evolution Eevee versus evolution, just back and forth.
1: Nice, that would be awesome. I'm really hoping. I think it's a good idea, and I would prefer that to just. More evolutions. I think more evolutions is just uncreative at this point. I don't know, and it, it it feels like pandering to the fans to another point, which Nintendo turns out like expressly forbids. Like, don't pander mm. to the fan base, hardcore or anything like that. I think with the removal of HMS, I think that was a little bit of a pandering, but to another extent, if you're trying I to mean, look at games in their time frame. Like when they were introduced, I think it makes sense to get rid of HMs now because you're trying to speed up the process of the game, make things easier and Exactly. That is
0: a, a playability issue more than a mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah, we we got off topic from the new Pokemon movie trailer. By the way, <laughs> I haven't talked to either of you about this movie, and I've said this several times, but I'm really into this new style of let the movie do its own universe thing. And mm-hmm. I just want to know what your your opinions are on the new movie.
0: Well, I I haven't seen the last one.
1: Oh, my gosh. I think you should.
0: I, I know. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I've been watching other things. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think giving the movies their own freedom, so to speak, is a good idea because you can differentiate – the franchise even more like if you want a certain tone you read the manga if you want a different one you watch the anime and now if you want yet another one you watch the movies
1: that's true Hmm. honestly i'm really waiting for that anime adaptation of the manga i think it's gonna happen one day one day just not now
0: oh you know you know what's gonna happen everything is getting rebooted Oh. And, <laughs> and at some point, the Pokemon animator is going to be rebooted, but it's going to be the manga.
1: Oh, man. That would be... I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd way be okay with that. But I think the manga itself would make a really good anime. The storylines in that, at least in, like, the first three vol, I don't want to say volumes, I mean, in, in throughout the Emerald Arc, I think is very good. Uh, I just
0: realized that's what they did with Sailor Moon. <laughs>
1: I mean, Hmm. I'd be really cool with seeing Pokemon's 25th anniversary, right? It's coming up in three years. And I would be really okay with them just being like, hey, we did this 13-episode anime series based on the first seven volumes of the Pokemon manga.
0: Oh, that would be great.
1: I think that would be fantastic and it would go over really well with a lot of the community. And I, I see that, they can do that kind of fan service. They don't have to make new games for me, but that kind of fan service would be amazing. Also, I think it would open up a lot of people's eyes to the manga series itself which i think is probably one of the if not the most underappreciated port, part of the pokemon franchise
0: probably yeah
1: yeah
2: because you don't really see much advertising for the manga at all
1: yeah exactly
2: honestly. but they're still making stuff so that's they do kind of they do
1: keep going uh to be fair though i honestly like i said i'm not a huge fan of anything after emerald because up until Emerald, they did this like really great world building and all of the stories interconnected in a certain way. And then after that, they changed publishers or something like that. And the uh, stories are all standalone. So
0: they, they also like Diamond and Pearl was something that was marketable outside of Japan, I think. Like the choice yeah. they made for the characters in that arc was very, very oriented towards Japanese audience. And like, if, you, if you're if reading a manga and you have to have a billion footnotes explaining what the heck is going on, it's going to take you out of it.
1: Yeah, man, we got real off topic there, but that's fine. It was still about
0: Pokemon. Oh, gosh. Sorry. but No,
1: it's fine. So next piece of news, we're just going to keep going. I'm going to keep digging into the news here. We have the Ultra Kalos battle competition coming up where you can only use Pokemon in the Kalos decks. And what part of me wants to actually play in this and like play it on stream, like do my matches on stream. However, and I was just I was getting gearing up and getting all ready to do this, like play it on stream, do all this other stuff. But then I realized that I can't do it because the weekend it takes place, which is the 27th to the 29th of April. I have to go actually uh, do a walkthrough of the new house I'm renting. So Um. I can't actually do it, which is unfortunate. So next one, though, you guys have to keep me honest and be like, Thatch, you're going to do this battle competition on stream, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll be like, okay, and I'll do
0: it. I mean, honestly, I, I expect something with just the Kalos decks to be like Greninja and Zygarde everywhere and to be quite boring, frankly.
1: Honestly, I think you could probably just take a look at the VGC. Is it it's the VGC 14 format and get a pretty oh, good idea of doubles. what's going on? Well, no, it's not doubles. It's singles. Uh, uh, oh. But you can get a good idea of what what everything's going on if you go reach back into that knowledge base of Gen 6 there. But also, you could just go into OU, uh, Gen 6 OU, and probably remember, find a good amount of things.
0: I remember Gen 6 OU very, very well because... Um, but to be fair, it's different now. That's when I learned OU. But it's different now because... Not, I mean, what what I said Zygarde because Zygarde was not as good in Gen 6 because it didn't have its signature moves.
1: It's also not allowed, though, because it's a It's not, Zygarde. because
0: it's a Legendary. Oh, right. It didn't get its box game, but it is a box <laughs> Legendary.
1: Exactly.
0: Shout out to Snag.
1: <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately he doesn't get it, so that's sad, but... Uh, he doesn't get in, but you could probably get away with Greninja and a few other things. Talonflame still has some uses, but Talonflame ex- un- unfortunately got nerfed to the ground. You're just like forget you Talonflame, and without Z moves, Talonflame loses a lot of its oomph in Gen Seven Mm-mm. because they aren't they aren't allowing Z moves in this meta. So uh, next piece of news, and this is something that I forgot to talk about last year or last week, not last year. Uh, that would that would have been a really long time ago. Uh, but mm-hmm. last week, they uh, Joe from Serebii found that there's a Battle Rumble trademark coming that was just filed for the Nintendo Switch. So if you're into the Battle Rumble series, you can play it on the Switch here soon. And for me, people like me, you're just like, meh, I don't really care. <laughs> because yep. it, who cares about playing the Battle Rumble series? I don't really care. It's just it's kind of a point and click beat up. And I just, I'm not a big fan of the Pokemon Rumble series, but kids are. So if you're a kid, this will probably be a blast for you. So definitely check it out if you're interested into that uh, when it does come out. Final pieces of news are all Puckle related. We already talked about this a little bit in our intro, but first being PuckleCon is happening this year, guys. PuckleCon is July 21st and 22nd, or no, oh my gosh, I forgot the dates already, yep, 21st and 22nd (sighs) of July in Dayton, Ohio, in the Dayton Convention Center, room 306, so be there or be square. I can't promise there are going to be streams for PuckleCon, I want there to be, but I can't promise that, unfortunately. So definitely come and check it out, though, if you guys are interested. I'm really excited for it. We This is going to be probably the biggest PuckleCon we've ever put on. And I'm really, really, really excited to see people come out and participate. And there are a lot more people this year already saying they're coming than last year. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what the numbers are this year. I'm hoping to stream it. I want to stream it. Though. Uh, and then finally, yeah. uh, something that I forgot to talk about last week, but I want we're going to talk about this week. Next Saturday on... April 21st, outside of the stream that Yashiro and I are doing. Uh, there's also going to be a Puckle movie night in the Discord where everybody gets together, jumps on essentially a stream of a movie uh, that Linnea is going to be putting on uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern in the Discord. So definitely look for it there if you guys are interested in doing that. It's a lot of fun. We We essentially just make fun of Pokemon movies.
0: Do we already know which movie he's showing?
1: I do not. <laughs> I do not, unfortunately. So... But you should just go check it out. It's a surprise. It's a lot of fun. It's a community event. Get get excited, guys. So that's going to be it for this uh, rather long news segment. But we're going to switch gears, guys, and kick it on over to Puckles Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. <phone rings> And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. For those of you who are new to the show, our co-hosts are going to act as a team answering five questions. Each question is worth one point. One of these questions will have a bonus point associated with it, which will give them two points. They are also allowed a hint to go ahead and get a hint on one of the questions. However, if they get all of the questions correct without using the hint, they can cash that hint in for a, another point for a possible total of seven points. So, it's it's a good time. They're competing against other co-hosts, and that way we get variety of co-hosts right now. There's a race to 30 points. Uh, when they get to 30 points, the winner of the trivia this this time gets to choose any plush on PokemonCenter.com under $20. It's, it's the prize of champions right there, guys. So, definitely yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah,
0: plushies.
1: I think it's more fun <laughs> than the coasters, to be honest. So
0: I mean, the coasters are made by Mirce's T, which makes them really, really valuable. <laughs> but plushies. Plushies. So we're going to go
1: ahead then and start with these questions if you guys are ready.
0: I guess.
1: All right then. Yep. So our first question comes from Ozzy, and he wants to know, uh, only one Pokemon can learn at least one move of every type. Who is that Pokemon?
0: I want to say Mew.
2: Wait, officially, mean, what you mean? Officially, we, we mean when you say "learn." What do you mean by "learn"?
1: It can have a move of every type. Well, isn't that, isn't that Smeargle, man?
0: Oh, that would actually count. Absolutely.
1: Good job, Ozzy. You wrote a really bad question, Ozzy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's
1: why. That's why I wanted to ask when he said "by learn." I'm like uh, love, I love a lot. We're gonna we're gonna exclude Smeargle. Girl. We're gonna exclude Smeargle here. But...
0: Oh well, I I think I think. I think it has to be Mew, because there is at least one TM for every type. So
2: Yeah, there's Mew, there's Ditto. Technically, he can transform any.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't really learn them. Like, he doesn't have mm. them. He can just use them temporarily while it's transformed into the other Pokemon.
1: So is Mew your final answer? I guess, uh, Maximus. Not- yeah, that's why. All right. Mew is correct because it's Mew. It can learn every TM and there's been a TM of every type. So there you guys go. You're right. Smeargle's also a good answer, but Ozzy, I didn't think about it. I just took Ozzy's question. That's good for you guys. That's one point for you. Our next Yay. question is, uh, it's a question that I found on the internet. So it's, it's whatever it is. I don't know if it's hard or not, but we're going to find out. So I want to know how many Pokemon have the psychic flying type combination and you get a plus or minus one on this. I'll give you a plus or minus one. Okay. All right. All right. We got Lugia, the not too line, so
2: that's three. We got yeah. the the lift. Yeah, there four. that's four. Um, Flying Psychic. Oh boy. Oh, we got the the bird from Gen Gen Seven, the
0: Oricario. That's oh right, right, good one. That's five. Uh, um, and then, hmm, let's see. Okay. There's, there's not in Gen one. There's
2: we already got not two in Gen two
0: exactly. Uh, and then Lugia. Yes,
2: And yes, then yes.
0: in Gen three. Uh, no, but it's like t- a ton of them fly, quote but unquote, they, because they have levitate.
2: Mm-hmm. But they're not flying tight, though.
0: No. No, I think I think I think you got them all, Maximus. Um, Were there any in Gen five? Yes, Igilif. Um. Mm Mhm. And and that no, I I think I think you might have gotten them all.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. I think five was it five?
0: Yeah. Do you want to do you want to say six in case we forgot two, and we have a plus or minus one?
2: That's fine by me. Better safe than
1: sorry.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: We think it's six? five, but our official answer is going to be six. That is correct because of the window I gave you. Uh, mm-hmm. So the answer is actually seven. Uh, you oh. guys forgot you Wubat, bat and oh. Oh, right. <laughs> Wubat and
2: Swubat. Oh, right.
1: Wubat and Swubat, the answer is seven. But the rest of them you got correct. Those were all right. So, but, so because he said six, you got the point. So that's, that's two nice. points for you guys today. So nice. this next question comes from Coop on the Discord server, and he honestly is testing whether or not you're paying attention to what he posts on Discord uh. Uh, with this question. <laughs> <laughs> so, the question here, this is the, probably the hardest question of the day, is, what is the name of Lieutenant Surge in the French version of the Pokemon games? In the French version of Red and Blue. What oh, is Lieutenant Surge that? called?
0: Huh. Coupe de Jernac, my friend. Uh, I remember posting about (laughs) this. Um,
2: Yeah, but if you know anything about Discord, you see a lot of stuff.
0: I remember the post, I don't remember the name. Um, It had something to do with. Oh, oh, I remember the entire conversation, like about his nickname, uh, being the same as the word "cut" in in in, in, the, in the in the French names of the moves, and and thinking that might have something to do with the old oldman glitch and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't remember Lieutenant Surge. Oh, I even speak French. Gosh, Tony,
2: <laughs> you do have the hint. Do we want to use it for this
0: though? I mean Look, I, have, uh, I have
2: no clue what it is.
0: I mean if, if if Thatch thinks honestly that we can possibly get it with a hint, then maybe we should use it because I mean the next one is the bonus question and there is a chance we can get at least one. We, so Yeah and you tell me, you tell me man. I don't know.
2: Yeah, so he, he did, did, say, did, he the did say it
0: was the hardest. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can. All okay. right, so it's his name still leads with a, with an army, title, um, and his name is something incredibly generic in the English language—a very generic English name.
2: Well, it's General John,
0: <laughs> General Smith. <laughs> i want to say general
1: smith it's it's a it's a first name i'm gonna say a first name
0: okay okay then uh a, very generic, gen- a very generic very generic with actual no wait maybe it was captain and not general what do you think maximus captain john or general john uh let's go, let's go captain john yeah, I think I I think it is like I remember Captain more than I remember General from the Discord thingy. Okay, let's go with Captain John.
1: That is unfortunately incorrect. The name oh. is actually Major Bob. Uh which oh, I think no. is hilarious as well. <laughs> that's it one was- letter that's one letter away from from an insult. <laughs> <laughs> Major Bob is his name. In the French version of the Pokemon games. But that's all right. You guys are still at two points. Any of the bonus point question coming up. So for the bonus point question, I'm going to ask you about incense uh, in the Pokemon games in those terms. So what I need to know here is I'm going to name an incense type and I want to know one, what Pokemon that allows you to breed and two, what uh, what it's in battle effect is the item of the incense so we're uh, going to be asking about. I only know one particular one. Sea incense. What does it do in the game, and what Pokemon does it help you breed? Uh,
0: it helps you breed, if I'm not wrong, Mantike from Mantine. Yeah. And I think it in game it might.
2: Will it boost mm, water? Or boost.
0: It might boost Water type moves because Water type is the um, is the type that is boosted by the most items, and I think Sea Incense might be one of them. It might boost the power of of, um, of Water type moves much like Mystic Water. Yeah.
2: Okay, so do we have all... to say how how much, or do we have to say no? You don't have to say how much. So... Just give me a generic mm-hmm. idea of what it does. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think. I can't think of anything that sounds more right than what we just said. <laughs> yeah,
1: unless you're going use like a random stat, but I doubt. But are you gonna say Mantike and then it boosts Water type moves? Yeah, those are your final answers. Yes. 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 Are you comfortable with that? Kind of. Okay. I mean, I'll take I'll take it, or I'll give you a few more minutes, or not minutes, but a few more seconds. I feel he's trolling us
2: right now.
0: I don't know. If he's trolling us, or if he's being nice. But, um... See, if Scrum was here, he would know if it was a Mantic Incense. <laughs> um, I just... See Incense... No, I... did. I, I can't think of anything different, honestly. I'm sorry.
1: Are those your final answers, then? <sighs> Yeah,
2: I guess Mantike it boosts water moves. I guess that'll be it. That yeah. is
1: correct on one account, and unfortunately incorrect on another. So it does boost water type moves when held by the user. However, it does not help you breed Mantike. It helps you breed a Zuril. Uh, oh, wait, why would you want to breed a zero? Uh Because you can. <laughs>
0: because it's because it's the mascot out of a wonderful PDL team. <laughs>
1: But that that is – you were thinking of the Wave Incense. The Wave Incense actually does the same thing in battle. However, it uh, helps you breed Mantike. Yeah, there's two of them. They're very similar. But that's that's unfortunately uh, incorrect on that account. But that's three points for you guys today. And I've got one more question for you about base stats that I did not finish actually looking at. I was in the process of writing it, and I started the show because we got off topic in between segments. So <laughs> give me very, one second. Be very, very
0: careful that it's right, or Sublime is coming for you. Oh, he will mm-hmm. come for me, I guarantee <laughs>
1: you. All right, so I would like to know what, uh, let's see, Uh da 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 what electric-type Pokemon has the highest base speed? Man, I'm stupid, but that's fine. We're going to go with it because I already said it. <laughs> oh, really? Really?
2: You sure you don't want to change that question? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> electric-type okay. and speed. I wonder. Hmm, what Pokemon <laughs> has been the fastest electric-type Pokemon so I've done that again? I'm off the words. So you got an idea.
0: <laughs> hmm, well, <laughs> you know that uh, actually I'm I'm debating between two. No, I I mean, it's electrode, right?
1: It's electric.
0: Just say it. Just say it.
1: <want> to go ahead, <laughs>
0: No, come on! Don't put me on the spot. I'm I'm honestly like debating: is it electrode or is it tap Coco? Darn. You're
1: um, gonna need the an answer,
0: <laughs> Maximus. You know it. You say it.
2: <laughs> really? Wait, wait, wait! Hey, uh, I was, I'm, I'm I'm not sure if I'm getting trolled now. Oh. You're not getting trolled. No, <laughs> no,
0: <that's> not, like. <laughs> No, it's not like. Wait, like, are you sure you want?
2: Me? Oh,
1: it's electrode.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. Don't
1: electrode. You know? It's electrode. <laughs> electrode is correct. That is four points for you guys today, and that changes the standings. Actually, not at all. Uh, I lied. However, <laughs> um, we're gonna we we get we do get new placements uh, that get to segregate because it's like the third week of this ladder. And so we're gonna we're gonna name off the people's uh the people's standings right now. In first place is Doctor Shamu with ten points, followed up by Whimsicott with nine points, followed up by Sublime with five, Scrawn with five, in third place. Maximus, you're in fifth place all by yourself with four points, and everybody Whoa. else has zero because they are not here. So. That is going to be it for this episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. But we are going to shift gears here right now, guys, and we're going to head on out to the topic. Hey, Puckleonians! it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckleonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash the Podcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able
0: to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast.
1: And on to the topic, the topic today is what would you like to do if you were in the Pokemon world? What would your occupation be? Because I can tell you right now, none of us would be what we are now if we were in the Pokemon world. Oh, yeah. Without I mean, God. I think it would be completely different. I personally, mm-hmm. I personally think I'd be a gym leader. Uh, I'll just kick things off. I'm, I apologize. I just cut all of you off by just being like, this show is about me. Um, but, <laughs> but, man, that, I just wanted to be like, I wanted to have something. So you guys had a second to think about it. But uh, I think I would be a gym leader. And this is why um, I have really kind of stepped into that role now by just playing on Twitch. Like when I'm on Twitch now, I don't get upset when I lose. I get really excited because that means somebody actually came up and like challenged me and was decent at the game because I play a lot on Twitch and I'll go a lot of nights where I just win every match. Not to like toot my own horn or anything, but because you you end up playing a lot of kids on Twitch and they don't quite understand the E V I V IV concept and you try to teach it to them along with team composition skills and stuff like that. And I like the idea of introducing Pokémon to somebody but also helping them improve and become better. I mean, that's my favorite part about Summer League as well, is helping people improve and stuff like that. So, I think I would probably be in that kind of role in in the Pokémon universe if I if I had a choice.
0: It makes a lot of sense. And now that you've said it, I kind of want that to be my answer too. <laughs> as you know, as you know, I am a very indecisive person. And so I'm going to lay out some options for you because gym leader is great for all the reasons you said. And also like mine would be like a grass or fairy or both type gym. Mm -hmm. And it would be the sparkliest, most flowery piece of crap you've ever (laughs) laid eyes on.
1: Mm. Uh, That makes sense. I can see it. I can see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Glitter. I'm talking glitter everywhere, uh, and because I, I was thinking, what's the thing that I enjoy the most about Pokemon? And it's it's probably the battling. But really, if I were in the Pokemon world, I might not want to be a Pokemon trainer because it's one thing to see them battle on a tiny, pixely screen, but like if these are creatures that you can hold in your arms, pitting them against each other in a fight not quite to the death, doesn't seem like something that would appeal to me. I would
1: argue <laughs> so I got around this whole idea of Pokemon battling and it seeming like dog fighting essentially, right and mm-hmm. and it feels cruel. I've gotten around this though because Pokemon, if you watch the anime especially, they are in a position where they want to do this. Like oh, that's know. their thing, like they want to go into these into these competitions, and so you kind of have to just treat this as a world where boxing is just much more of a like a much bigger deal than something else but with animals right
0: like i know I know that Pokemon enjoy battling, they enjoy battling with you, and that's the whole point. I'm just saying I'm an impressionable person <laughs> if if my Adorable Leafyun fainted in front of me. I would probably still feel bad, even though the Leafyun is having a great time. Mm. So yeah, maybe get over gym it. Leader, I feel like you get over it. I mean, possibly. So maybe gym leader. Maybe I don't know. Actually, like a Pokemon professor. Actually so I thought about amazing.
1: I thought about that, right? Because you know, it, it fits with the persona. Like I have a PhD now, and is that? This is what it kind of sparked the whole topic is like occupations and ideas like that. And I'm just like, well, you know, it'd be weird if Thatch didn't say that, right? He he wants to be a Pokemon <laughs> professor. He wants to be a scientist. So there's a very very explicit reason why I'm not a biologist uh, and I'm a <laughs> physicist instead, and it's because I can't deal with like studying living things, right? Because with the study of Pokemon, I feel like there's more to it than just like observing them in their natural habitat. Uh, that that would be the only kind of Science I could do with Pokemon is like observing them in their natural but habitat. That's, mm. But
0: that's the thing. That's, I mean, being a Pokemon scientist and being a biologist are two very different things. I would never be able to be a biologist, see impressionable. But <laughs> with Pokemon, especially since Pokemon professors specialize in aspects of Pokemon like professor kukui is all about moves and um, professor elm was about eggs and and someone else was about evolution like exactly like um professor Sycamore was about evolution so same with professor rowan just... actually same with professor rowan exactly mm-hmm. so if i could just say study pokemon abilities which are essentially innate magical powers that pokemon have that would be so <laughs> yeah. cool like, look at that! It's a giant slab of rock, and it's floating off the ground! <laughs> How is it doing that? Magic. I mean, it's just fascinating, don't you think?
1: Uh, kind of. I don't know. I I don't know. It would depend on the real-world answers to some of those questions, I think. More than anything. I... Because... Or whatever the Pokemon world answers for, like, Geodude floating and stuff like that is. If it were something like something complicated like Geodude induces a magnetic field around itself and it interacts with the ground in such a way that it induces a magnetic repulsion between itself and the ground. And that's how it levitates, right? If it was something hmm. like that, something like that. It would
0: still be fascinating.
1: That would be fascinating. I'd be cool with that, right? Just ah. trying to figure out how those things happen. But if it was just something as easy as Geodude floats because Geodude floats, I I hmm. don't know that I could do it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah exactly that's the point like it would be awesome to find out why certain pokemon can have an ability and some others can't even though you would think structurally and type-wise there's not a ton of difference between them
1: mm-hmm. you
0: exactly. know it would be really interesting also you get to hang out with a ton of pokemon again so that that is true that is true. Nothing wrong with that. And you get to hang out with starters because you get to give out starters. And you get to teach like the young kids their first steps on their Pokemon journey. That's awesome.
1: Oh, but you get to deal with kids. Yeah, there, there's no are For like problem. five
0: minutes and then you kick them out the door.
1: You kick them out the door. Go, go fight these magical creatures with your magical creature.
0: You pick up the cute tiny Bulbasaur. You give it to the kid. And you get the kid for like the half hour he's the happiest he'll ever be. And then you don't have to deal with the kid anymore.
1: That's true. Win-win. That's true. Ooh. I could see a lot of kids, though, getting real salty that like Charmander's gone or something, you know, and they just throw a fit.
0: And... That's, just, that's just bad professoring. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me that you only have one Bulbasaur of any given time?
1: So that, that's it familiar. depends on which, which canon of the professor you're going with, I think. Because that's very evident of how things work in the anime. If you look at the professors, they typically only have one of each at a time. They'll have like a squad of three kids come to their lab and then those kids will get it. And if you, if you look at the case of Professor Elm, because that's how they introduced the starters in the Johto region when you got to season three of the anime, he had mm-hmm. one totodile, one Cyndaquil, and one chikorita. The chikorita was already gone because it went with that one girl and I forget her name. Uh the one that really liked the Electabuzz baseball team. Oh, I just realized he's was
2: gonna be a next person on her team.
1: Yeah. Well she got like a drill, I think, as well. Uh no, but the new Pokemon Z- was it Zero Zero Aura. Yeah, Zero Aura. Zero Aura. Because we can't we can't put less than four vowels in a name of a new Pokemon now. And <laughs> And-
0: I mean, every <laughs> Vowels are not a problem, amico mio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so there's, uh, but yeah, no, there's, th- but then when that when she picked up Chikorita, he only had a Totodile and a Cyndaquil left over, and the Totodile ran away and ate Jesse's hair, and the Cyndaquil was still in the lab, and that and was the whole point of that episode.
0: Um, I mean, it's the most important Pokemon in your career. You should get your pick. Even if makes, you are two minutes late, you're even like, if you're you don't to win like, the conflict,
1: you have to have yeah, like a Pokemon mind. creating factory though.
0: It's called a daycare.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm still going to argue. No, I don't think that. Like that's just. It feels inhumane. It feels like a puppy mill at that point to me.
0: I mean, no. You like there are not going to be. A hundred kids turning eleven every day, like yeah. But you then you're have... always
1: gonna you're always gonna have like at at minimum like two left over at the end of the day. Then when that's over with, right? Because you know if what? you let every kid have a full choice of three, even in the games, if you if we go back to red and blue, the original games, if we want to base canon off the video games, how for Pokemon professorships work, you you go and look. Well, you choose your starter first, and then your rival chooses their starter from the two that are left. I don't yes. think they I don't think it's always like a constantly refreshing amount of starters for people to choose from on their Pokemon journey. I think there's three of them for you to choose from, but regardless, it depends on who chooses first and then the people after that. And none of us have ever been in that spot, right? We're here just like, oh I have to choose I get to choose whatever's left. And because I mean it would be It would make the game's incredibly frustrating.
0: Exactly. So I would do things differently so maybe you already know which starter you're going to go with even before you meet them so you call ahead because yes you have phones in the pokemon world and you tell the professor hey professor i turn 11 in like 3 months i want a bulbasaur can you make that happen that it's makes not sense that to hard
1: me. that makes sense hmm. well what about you maximus what would you do what would your occupation be in the pokemon world We'll have three. I have three, pro- I have three
2: technically. okay uh, not, not three, but um, like three ideas. I uh, would want to be part of the international, pol- international Pokemon Police force. Oh, that's awesome! That's- actually, that I can mm-hmm. see that. That's one. Um, run a Pokemon circus. That's another <laughs> one. Though, one, one of my ideas was me being undercover in a Pokemon circus trying to track down bad guys. We're all trained. they are sold in the Pokemon. That's why the shows are so fantastic because the Pokemon already know what to do. Yeah. And the third per, a, a profession I was thinking about was a Pokemon cartographer, a person mm-hmm. who goes around, create the maps, and study the habitats of different Pokemon and map where their migrations and like Ness and everything are in the Pokemon world.
0: Oh, man. You have the coolest ideas.
1: He blew us out of the water.
0: <laughs> Completely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. International Police, I think, is probably one of the most interesting ones. Because, to be fair, we've only met like one character that's in the International Police officially, and that's B- Looker. You t- call almost called him Booker. I almost called him Booker. He's not a bulldog in the Animal Crossing world. He's... Uh, <laughs> He is, uh, he is the tenth Doctor, David Tennant.
0: Oh man, he totally is.
1: And, <laughs> but I think, I think that would be inter interesting because there's some actually interaction with Looker in the anime as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the Looker story kind of came together for me more in X and Y than anywhere else. Mm-mm. Just because you get this nice little thing where he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna set up shop here for a little while, and then here have your have at the detective agency because I have to move on to the next thing, right? I mean, it's really interesting. I hope that if we get a Diamond and Pearl remake, that Looker is in it. Like, we get more of a platinum story, kind of like what they did with Heartgold Till Silver. And then they messed up with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire not giving us, like, the full Emerald experience. Though, granted, oh, I'm so mad about that. The Emerald experience wasn't that much different from the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire experience. But I would have really liked to see a, an Emerald experience, kind of like how we got Crystal and Heartgold Till Silver. And... I I hope they'll do that something more like that in Diamond and Pearl remakes, which are inevitable. We know they're coming. Uh if I'm to be believed this year, but I, I don't think I should be believed. I wouldn't be surprised though if they happen. If not this year, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is my guess for Diamond and Pearl remakes. I think I hope looker's in it. I really want to see some international police action and delve into that just a little bit deeper.
0: Just a little bit. Like, yeah. It- I mean, it's on one hand. It's still always you, the kid protagonist, taking down the giant crime syndicate. Yeah. On the other, it's so fascinating to, like, the the international Pokemon police. It's so cool. Well, I
1: think Mm -hmm. it would be really cool. uh, So this is is a little bit of a sidetrack. But I think it would be really cool if we got a Pokemon game where you got to be part of that a little bit. I mean, we kind of got that at the end of Sun and Moon with the Ultra Beast missions and everything. With Looker. But... It would be a it would be really cool if there was like it was part of the plot. Like he's run into the international police and like, hey, you're going to be a secret agent for the international police. Kind of like, hey, you want to join Team Rocket, except you get to say yes and you're forced to say yes.
0: Oh, man. No, oh, we've
1: talked God, about I'm this gonna... so many times. I don't think I've ever talked about this. Like, really? Wait,
2: no. I, I know for a fact that we, like, I don't know, like, you specifically, but i like, I don't know, like, people in the
1: council and the, the guild, we've talked about this a couple of times. I was not a part of this conversation, okay?
0: <laughs> I, I don't remember it, but now, just so you know that, you almost made me cry because it's not going to happen, and now I want it so badly.
1: I'm sure there's a fan game out there somewhere. This is a, That's something we need to do an episode on at some point. Is we need to do a fan game, like a fan game episode, because I've played a few emulator games, but I haven't played a lot, and this would be a really good way to force me to download something. Like I think Uranium's really popular right now. Um, There's a couple. Oh no, Pokemon Stars is what's really popular right now. That actually was was an emulation, so it'd be something cool to check out. Just imagine, but... we actually did get
2: stars.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Well, from, from
1: the rumors, stars actually was the thing, but it was just a port of Sun and Moon. But I don't believe those rumors honestly because that's just so, something so left field for Pokemon to try to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I just don't see it. If yeah. if you're gonna like, if you're gonna go to the Switch, you're gonna go big. You're gonna go new game, not a port.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I I think maybe maybe it could have been something in the back pocket because I learned from the Wii U. And they were just talking about, hey, if worst case, can you guys upgrade this to the switch? And they're just like, Yeah, sure. Um mm. but I don't think it was ever intended or anything that was like in progress, or probably would have come out. Something like that would have happened. I don't know. I don't know. But let's let's talk about occupations. So I I do like that idea though, Maximus, of uh international police circus, <laughs> a Pokemon there was this Pokemon circus
0: oh, in the anime, I think. I just-
2: there was the, the mr mime and that's how mimey end up being with yeah that's right with Cash's mom mm-hmm.
0: i just realized there is one profession in the pokemon world that is such an ungrateful job which one meteorologist
1: is that a thing Oh, it is. There's yeah, a weather institute. Transform. There's a
0: weather institute in a place where, like, oh, a Pelipper is passing by, now it's raining. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> and there's a lot of palipers in Hoenn.
1: I feel like that would, to some extent, kind of branch into, like, Pokemon professorship. Well, not professorship, but Pokemon research in general, though. Because you'd be like, oh, man, Groudon's out now. Yeah, yeah, we better that, go get ground that, that on. That was my
0: point. You're trying to be a plain meteorologist, and you can't.
1: <laughs> I think. It would still be cool. It would be something where you're just trying to find the atmospheric effects of Pokemon. And I think there's already a study of that anyway, to some extent in the real world. If you're an atmospheric scientist, you're already trying to find atmospheric effects of different things. And I can't see Pokemon being that much different. I see it just being much more magical at that point. Like, oh man, this Torkoal's walking around and it's always sunny by it. What a great... One, if if you're a biologist or like a Pokemon professor, what a great... A natural selection tactic for Torkoal to have because it doesn't want to be wet, so it always makes it sunny around itself. It, it protrudes an atmosphere around itself. Hmm. So I, I think that's—I think that would be a really cool and interesting way to look at it. I mean, you say it's unforgiving, but I feel like they would make a way in the Pokemon universe to make it more predictable.
0: I mean, it would be super interesting, but if you're just trying to be the weatherman, <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs>
1: Man, the weatherman. I mean, if you're just trying to be the weatherman and you're trying to be on TV, yes, it's going to be awful. But I think it would still be incredibly interesting. I think it would be incredibly interesting to do something like that. I oh, don't know that that's an interesting job. I think I, I'm surprised with the answers that we came up with today. Um, I I like talking about the Pokemon professorship. We talked about that for way too long, but it's fine. Um, I I really like talking about the gym leader positions, which I think would be really cool uh, for myself personally to have. Uh, the, the other things that I was thinking about that are out there, are, one, Pokemon Ranger. I, I want to give a shout-out to Basket, because when we were talking about this in the Veridian Guild chat prior to the show, he actually had like a really good story about him wanting to be a, a Pokemon Ranger. And I don't want to tell the whole story, because I'm sure Basket has a much better delivery than I do, I do for this mm-hmm. subject. But I, I think that's an option that I think is overlooked a lot when you do Pokemon. It probably was a bigger deal back in 4th Gen when like Pokemon Ranger, like Pokemon they were pushing the Pokemon Ranger narrative. Because they were pushing the Pokemon Ranger games that came out on DS at the same time. So that, that's something to look out for. I, I think that, another, that would be interesting.
0: Another thing that I think would be really, really cool would be someone whose job is to use Pokemon to create special effects on movie sets.
1: Ah, that would hmm. be cool, actually. I don't, the, Pokestar Studios could have something way bigger for that. You know, Mm-mm. you could get like a little side mission with Pokestar Studios. Go work for Pokestar Studios because it's the only movie movie company that we know of in all of <laughs> Pokemon. It's also in New York City.
0: <laughs> because I was thinking contest originally, but I'm not much of a performance person. Yeah. But but using Pokemon for special effects sounds amazing.
1: Uh, I think one position that we all overlooked is radio host. Uh, I think we could all do that one somewhat oh, effectively. shoot.
0: yeah, you're right. We 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 totally would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we could knock that one out of the park. Yeah. I think we could knock that one out of the park. We just go to <laughs> Goldenrod Radio Tower and we go become a radio host. I mean, we're already in the Lavender Town Radio Tower. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, we do want to hear from you guys and what kind of Pokemon profession you would like to have in the Pokemon world. So send an email to us at pokopodcast@gmail.com and we'll read it on the show next week if, we, uh, if it's good, if you write a nice email. So we're going to go ahead, take a short break, guys, and then we're going to come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Hey, Narker, could you tell me what time it is? Sure. Let me just check my Rogan Roller Rolex. Whoa, that's such a cool watch. I know Rogan Rolla and Rolex combined to build this awesome Rogan Rolla Rolex. That's so cool, but but it doesn't look like a Rolex. Rogan Rolla. That's because it's made from Rogan Rolla's tears. What they cry every single time. Every single time. What? Don't worry about it. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 136, Flareon, the Flame Pokemon.
0: Its Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex entry states, Flareon's fluffy fur has a functional purpose. It releases heat into the air so that its body does not get excessively hot. This Pokemon's body temperature can rise to a maximum of 1650 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, I don't know how much that is in Celsius, but it's a lot.
1: Wait, what, what was it in Fahrenheit?
0: 1,650.
1: 1,650 Fahrenheit is probably roughly something like 800 Celsius.
0: A lot, <laughs> as I was saying. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I guess your your idea of a lot versus my idea of a lot is different. Mostly because, in my experience, because when we grow materials in condensed matter physics... well, wow, this went to a science moment real fast. Um, but... <laughs> When you grow materials, we'll heat up our substrates that you put them deposit the material on to like 800 Celsius. That's pretty normal to me. And okay. so for me, for me, hot is something like 1400 degrees Celsius. I mean, I wouldn't touch something 800 degrees Celsius with my hands or anything. Okay,
0: but. okay. Look, look. My hobby is astronomy. So for me, 800 Celsius is not hot I don't know <laughs> because stars. Okay, but I was imagining having a flareon in your room. You would die.
1: I mean, it wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't be that bad.
0: I, I want to hold it. It's a Fluffy Doggo. I want to hold it. Yeah, fluffy and it's doggo. going to incinerate me.
1: So if you want to use on. Flareon competitively, it's in the PU tier, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, honestly, because it has a base 130 attack, which is amazing, because all of the evolutions get one base 130 stat. And Flareon's is an attack, which up until recently, uh, with the Gen 4 physical special split, was garbage on the part of Flareon. <laughs> and in Gen 4 we also got access to a move called Flare Blitz which is a fire type stab base 120 with um with fire type. So it gave something for Flareon to use. However that base 165 speed is kind of meh and it doesn't really back up Flareon doing that well.
0: Also, also and Flareon did not get Flare Blitz until Gen 6.
1: That's also true, which is also sad. <laughs> uh, also it has
2: 65 hp um 65 stats base HP, so that's not good for Flare Blitz either.
1: No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. And so on top of that, he did get access to superpower, which I don't think is a terrible move either, because mm. I think people forget about the base 130 attack. I actually saw last year, I believe, in Piddle, somebody had a Flareon up against Hydreigon, and the guy who was using Hydreigon's like, it's a Flareon. What can it do, right? Huh. And so first of all, Flareon's got a base special defense of one ten, so your high dragon's probably not doing a whole heck of a lot to Flareon. Uh second of all, Flareon's got superpower with a base one thirty attack stat. (laughs) It's super effective on your high dragon. And then the Flareon Oko's the High Dragon, and I was just like, Yeah, there's Flareon being used not in a bad way. So that was that was really interesting. I really like that. And that's that's actually the set that people run on Flareon most of the time. You run Flare Blitz, Superpower, Double Edge. Uh, Choice Band is probably the way you want to go because it's a Flareon, and you want to maximize that attack potential. And if you want a little bit of priority, you can ju- throw Quick Attack on there. But he does have some other notable mentions, I think, in terms of moves that he can use. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, not only does he get Quick Attack, but he also gets access to things like, uh, let's see, he gets Retaliate, which I think is a really cool normal type move. Um, actually, actually, those are the only things he gets. That's uh, those, those are the moves. I mean,
0: yeah. And you could, you could Mm -hmm. try, um, you could try a special defensive set. It gets Will-O-Wisp. So Mm, interesting.
1: Oh, it gets Iron Tail. There you go. You should throw, throw Iron Tail on there. Hit those, uh, hit those fairy type Pokemon for super effective damage. And those Mm -hmm. ice type Pokemon with not flare blitz. But you know that seventy five percent accuracy isn't that great for Iron Tail, so that's what you it's,
0: get. It's enough. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's enough.
1: If you're a Pokemon TCG player, Flareon's actually not terrible. You can he, there's a card in rotation, Flareon EX from the Generation set, which is about two years old now, which is really weird to think about. And in that set, Flareon EX is not a bad Pokemon because it has the ability Flash Fire. Once during your turn, you may move a fire energy from one of your Pokémon to this Pokémon, so you can get some fire energy, extra fire energy on Flareon EX if you want to move things around, which if you couple it with Baby Volcanion, you just get energy out of the discard pile, and so it helps you put extra energy onto Flareon. And this is good because for three three colorless energies, you can do Blaze Ball, which is 50 damage plus, and it does 20 more damage for each fire energy attached to Flareon EX. Flareon EX is a basic Pokémon because that's how EX Pokémon worked, And he's also got 170 HP, so none of this is terrible. And you can actually start racking up a ton of fire energy onto Flareon EX, and you can just do a ton of damage. So that's a lot of damage, uh, as the guy with Flexia would say. Mm. So I think that's a really interesting card. And I think honorable mention, if you're playing expanded format, is the Flareon from Ancient Origins, which is a stage one. But its ability is Flare Effect, and for each one of your Stage 1 Pokemon, they all become a Fire-type Pokemon, so you can actually do Fire-type damage with other Pokemon in your deck. So it was a tech card that was played a lot back when it was in rotation, and I think it's still used in some expanded decks, though not too many, as I think I think Zoarark is just taking over everything right now, in terms of TCG. It, it, is one, it was one of the uh, better uh, cards, though, from Ancient Origins, but that is, that is the TCG for Flareon.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, I did, I didn't butt yeah. in, but you know me and TCG. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I.
1: But if you do want to run, uh, so back to the video game, if you want to run Flareon competitively, I just realized I didn't actually give like a full spread or anything. Uh, if you do want to do it, I would say just run an Adamant. Uh, it gets Flash Fire as I believe its ability as its uh as its main ability, which gives you powered up Fire type moves. Um, a notable mention for Guts though, you can run Guts like Toxic Orb or something on Flareon. And get the guts boots for your for your attack stat, which is a lot I of fun. I
0: mean, I mean, do you really want to run guts when you can't get burned?
1: No, you don't want to be toxic, but you—it's an option. It's something that you can do.
2: Ugh.
1: Uh, yeah, I yeah, I feel the same way. But uh, it gets flare blitz superpower, quick attack, double edge. All like I said, run two fifty two attack, four defense, two fifty two speed, and you just hope for the best. That's Flareon for you. Uh, slap a Choice Band on there, too, because you just want to hit hard. Hit hard, run fast, hit things, just take them out, and then maybe back it up with, like, a Cleric or something like that to get some HP back. I don't, I'm not sure what's in PU that's a Cleric anymore, but I'm sure something is a Cleric in PU.
0: A billion Grass-types, probably. They're all down some, there. Something,
1: ha- something has Wish. You'll <laughs> be fine. Something has Wish. Um, let me see if I can find one real quick. I don't think I can. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can right now. There's so many Pokémon in PU. Oh god. So I mean,
0: I I think Flareon gets Wish itself, so uh, other evolutions. Uh, oh, it? yeah,
1: every yeah, Wish is actually an egg move on all Eevee, on Eevee. So. Uh,
0: yeah. So you but,
1: uh, could... Audino. I guess. Audino oh. is down there. Yeah. Audino is down there. I don't know if Mega Audino is down there, but Audino down there. No, that thing has way too much defense to be up there. Yeah, Mega Audino is an NU, down. not in PU. Mm-hmm. But that's... I mean, that that would be the way to do it, though, so you could heal that health back. Uh, you'd also probably want to have some kind of hazard removal support in anything, because you don't want to take 25% from rocks. That's just not desirable, especially on Flareon when you're running Flare Blitz Superpower and uh, <laughs> and Double Edge on your on your set, so... You oh, definitely yeah, want to I watch don't. out for that. Yeah, Claydol. Cover. Claydol. Claydol. And it covers
2: yeah. Levitate, too. So mm-hmm. earthquake
0: mm, covers. It can catch earthquakes and stone edges for you. Nice.
1: That's what you want right there. Claydol. Claydol plus uh, rock. I'm not going to go any farther because mm-hmm. I'm not going to build an entire team on this segment, but <laughs> Claydol's probably not a bad partner for it. Claydol's not a bad partner. But that is it for the Pokemon of the episode this week, guys. So if you want to catch out more Pokemon awesome content, you can check out pokepodcast.com where we have more things there. And also if you want to be a patron, cause we do a team a month there that's part of the things I'm trying to do now that I'm done with my defense is just get more content that I promised to be there. So definitely check that out. If you haven't already, we're going to shift gears now and go to the mailbag.
2: It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox.
1: It's time for the mailbag.
0: Mail!
1: And welcome to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. <laughs> hooves! And as always, we will be giving out the Green Toros badge roll to anybody we deem worthy here. So, it's a roll that you get on Discord, you get to be green, and people get to know that you wrote a really good email. We typically based on on who has given us the most discussion. So we're going to go ahead and read these emails. Typically, we always have an email prompt for you guys. Last week, we wanted to know what some of your favorite Pokemon mythologies were. And if you had any corrections for us, maybe we got something wrong. So we have those emails here today. If you would like to email us next week, you could do so by sending us an email at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Our mailbag question is going to be, what occupation do you want to have in the Pokemon world? However, you don't need to answer that. If you have a cool thing to say about Pokemon, send it in. Maybe it'll show up on the show. So, let's get into it, though, because I want to hear about these Pokemon mythologies, and our first one is from, I believe, Bodtech, and I believe fluffiest wanted to read this one.
0: Yes, I do. <clears throat> okay. Greetings, Picklepocklers. I really enjoyed last week's topic about the mythological origin of some Pokemon. It prompted me to look into some of my favorites, and in particular, a little more about the origins of one of my favorite favorites, Absol. It turns out Absol is based on the Chinese Bai Zi, a mythical creature that dictated to the Yellow Emperor Huang Ti the forms and habits of all 11,520 11, 11, types of supernatural creatures in the world and how to overcome their hauntings and attacks. This was compiled into a book by Zi too, fragments of which are supposed to still exist today. So, essentially, the Baizi was their defense against the dark arts teacher, which is awesome. (laughs) In Japan, Baizi is known as Hakutaku, and a variant of this creature, Kutabe, was said to have appeared on Mount Tate and warned villagers nearby of a plague and how they could protect themselves, which is essentially Absol's book at Exentries. I've always liked archetypes, and Absol in particular is just a really interesting Pokémon. The idea of it working hard to try to warn people about disaster and getting a bad reputation as a result? Poor Absol. Don't worry, you have your tops in our hearts. (laughs) I've been playing Gold on my 3DS and really enjoying the nostalgia of it, though I actually only played Silver and Crystal before, and it got me thinking about the first gen I had on cartridge instead of an emulator, Gen 3. I know that Hoenn seems to get a lot of hate, but for me, it will always be where my true Pokemon journey began. My question is, do you think we'll see Gen 3 available in the Virtual Console? I know that Auras exists, though I have not played them, but I'd really like to go back to Hoenn with the ability to add my friends to the Hall of Fame in my Pokebank. Keep the awesome pod coming. Podtack. Okay, first of all, thank you. Second, you... Can get your Gen 3 Pokemon in Pokemon Bank if you have Gen 4 and Gen 5, and and Gen I, 6. And <laughs> and do you, you need do you need Gen 6? Uh, I think Gen Gen, I guess you 5 don't. Yeah, Gen 5 goes directly to Bank. Gen 5 goes directly to Bank, and true. then you need yeah you need a DS and mm-hmm. uh, uh, possibly like one of those with the double slots.
1: You do need you do need the ones with the double slots because you'll you'll need a DS Lite or or an old DS Fat, and yeah. because that's how you transfer from Gen four to Gen or Gen three to Gen four. That's honestly yeah. the only reason I keep mine is because <laughs> I want to transfer Pokemon occasionally uh, because I, I do play like I'll go back and play through like Gen three or something. I'm like, oh, let's just move these Pokemon up because. It's nice to just have like fodder for legendaries, extra legendaries throughout those playthroughs <laughs> and stuff like that. And then if I meet somebody in person or something like that, I always try to give them something. And yeah. and it's just it's good fodder. Like, hey, do you need a mole trace? Yeah, I haven't had a mole trace ever. Okay, here, have a mole trace. Um I I don't, need so this. Nice. I don't need Moltres number <laughs> twenty four. Here you go.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think I think this is the reason why we're probably not gonna say it on the virtual console. They put Gold, silver, and red, and blue on there because they were disconnected from all the other Pokemon games. And people had been salty about it for, like, 15 years.
1: And granted, Game Freak themselves were actually really disappointed in the fact they couldn't make it connect to begin with.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was always meant to be one long journey, and they couldn't do it the first time around. But now, literally every single game, now that Crystal has come out on Virtual Console... Is connected. You could catch a Pokemon in any game ever, Mm -hmm. and you can bring it to your most current game. You can bring it to your bank. It's amazing. And I wish they would put them on Virtual Console because you can play everything else just on the 3DS, but I don't think they will.
1: I don't think there was enough of a change between Auras and Gen... What is it? Gen 3 that it may... That much of a difference, which one you play, honestly. I don't Arguably,
0: know. you could say the same about the other remakes, but they still put those on virtual console. And I,
1: I argue, I argue against Heart Gold, Soul Silver. I think Heart Gold, Soul Silver is a different experience than playing something like Gold and Silver. I think there's, I think there's a difference in that experience. It's more,
0: it's more like crystal, but there's know. that,
1: there's that, and the, it's also I. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's more gen 4ified. Then I think then <laughs> I then I, I would say Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were gen 6ified. Gen
0: 6ified. Yeah. If
1: that makes sense. I, I, it's it really hard sense. to describe. It's really hard to describe because
0: No, it 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 makes sense and look, look I do wish we we could get the Moon Virtual console and then you you have one machine and you play every Pokemon game ever so far. That would be amazing. This is one other thing that Snag and I just can't get over. Like, you have it right there. So close. But I don't think they're going to do it. Also, I mean,
1: if you're talking about putting it on the 3DS specifically, that's more of a hassle than I think a lot of people know. Just because the 3DS or the Game Boy Advance emulator on the 3DS isn't that great. And Mm. a, a lot of people who have the Ambassador 3DS can actually explain this to you. Because those are the only Game Boy Advance games that are actually on the 3DS, are from the Ambassador program. And those, from what I was told, do not actually run that well on the 3DS. Mm. For whatever reason. I don't know how they couldn't figure it out. I'm not a programmer, so I can't tell you. I I can't say I would have done any better. So that's where I want to end that. So (laughs) we're going to jump then into this next email from Genevieve. Hey y'all, I've been listening for a couple of years and it's one of the highlights of my Sundays as I'm usually at work. Quick point, Garuda is a feature of Vedic, not Indian for example. It is prominently featured in Thai art as well and I encourage you to look up the statues, they're amazing. This is in reference to our discussion last week about Garuda being related to phoenixes uh, into into Vedic uh, mythology. It's either depicted as a full bird of prey or a half bird, half man, and is the mount of the god Vishnu. The Egyptian bird you were thinking of is the Bennu bird, which is the contemporary of the Greek phoenix. As for my personal favorite mytholo- mythologically based Pokemon, barring the ones that are based on Japanese myths, if mermaids count, it's absolutely melodic. Otherwise, it's Torterra, because as an added bonus to being based on the world turtle, you can also name it a tan? atuan 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 and that is all from genevieve so thank you for sending that in i appreciate it i like having new people sending emails it's always the best um mm-hmm. all right maximus grab this next one from linian
2: <clears throat> greetings the indomitable mr maximus and mysterious whimsicott oh and thatch, i guess
1: L- 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 that's the proper Lin-here. way. To,
2: that's the proper way to do it. Lin- uh, I don't know why I said. Did I say line and, line and Sorry about that. Responding to last week's question on Pokemon based on myth, Gen Seven introduced three Pokemon that, wow, I love them. Initially, filled me with one of the most vir- visceral, <sighs> visceral, seemed making me look dumb <laughs> <laughs> moments of the dread that I may- have ever experienced. The tapu. See, the tapu are based on four Hawaiian gods, and that made me anxious. See, Hawaiian mythology is something very important to me and my family, and to see the gods reduced down to simple Pokemon felt wrong. These were not simple creatures like a rock or blind eagle to the to be named or tamed. These were complex beings. Even their names, tapu, it's a
1: corruption of the word kapu, meaning sacred or forbidden. Actually, it, I, I want to interject because he doesn't make a point of it not being Hawaiian. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's Hawaiian, but it's definitely Polynesian, the word tapu. It's actually where you get the word taboo from. Fun oh. fact. How about keep going, Maximus? No problem. Uh, hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Days. I've never...
1: I made you lose your place. <laughs> so,
2: sorry, my, my phone um, um went slept on me. I oh, that's uh, It felt like a twist on the ancient religion, and I was not exactly comfortable with it. Hell, my direct ancestors claimed that it was descendant from these gods. Now, they're going to be stuffed in the little balls for a 10-year-old. Fast forward to the actual games. I was pleasantly surprised with how the Tapu were treated. They are instructurable beings that changed geography or on a whim, partnering with trainers, but remaining distantly individual. It was so much better than I could ever hope for, thoughtfully lenient. P.S. Bobapita says Tapu means sacred in Hawaiian, it's either com- completely incorrect, or that's a dialect I am not familiar with. P.P.S. Whimsicott. Enjoy the week break. The Salt Lake combies are waiting for you. Be
1: prepared.
0: Oh, I'm gonna be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, the only comment I had for that was the tofu thing, because I actually looked into it when I read his email earlier today, and I, I just wanted to look up to see if that was true, and see if there was some kind of discrepancy, or if it was some kind of dialect issue. I, it, I, all I know is that it's based on some kind of Polynesian derivative and there could be a difference between tribe to tribe or location to location when it comes to languages like this. So, I, I, that because it actually is, because it's like tapu, tab, tab, tabu and uh, something, uh, kapu, like he said, um, being the word for sacred or, or forbidden. And so I believe they all, it's all in different dialects. And I believe taboo was the one that I believe James Cook got. And that's actually where we get the word taboo in English from. So wow. I, I did more research on this than I should have, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> that's so fascinating though.
1: Yeah, uh, it is. It is interesting to think about. Uh, do we have time? You know, if whimsicott, if you're willing to do it, I will let you I am Vikings. willing
0: in deference to the winner of our match last week. <laughs> from Viking. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a really good email. Um, good day, Thatch and Charizardly co-hosts. Charizardly in this context means most excellent, first class, and of the highest quality. It's a real word. I definitely didn't just make it up. Since we are all in agreement of its use and definition, let's move on. For the mailbag topic, I would like to revisit Skron's tale on the Kallus legendaries and Norse mythology. Mainly, I would just like to expand on Zygarde. Skrull's take on Zygarde is that it is based on Nidhogg, the serpent that gnaws on the roots of Yggdrasil. My aim is not to dispute this, but broaden the idea. As we all know, Zygarde has three forms. These forms seem to be based on the children of Loki, the 10% form being Fenrir, 50% being Jormungandr, the Midgar serpent, and complete form being the goddess El. Let's break huh. this down. Hell is mm. the goddess on the, of the underworld, and is, with a very literal translation, depicted as being half white and half black, with a perpetual grin on her face. Oh, wow. The- <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Though mm. you could interpret this as half-life and half-death. You see, this, in the half-blue and half-red in Zygar's design, with the blue being life, Xerneas and red being death, Ivelto, and the perpetual grin on its chest. There's also plays on the idea of Zygarde being the balance between the two legendaries mentioned in the last week's episode. And then you have 50% Zygarde. I believe it's based on both serpents in a few ways, but Jormungandr more than Nidhogg. If you look at the ground dragon typing, you could say it's because it's a serpent, dragon, and lives in relation to the base of the world tree. Ground. But you could also say its ground typings comes from the fact that it forms an Ouroboros around Midgard, aka the realm of man, aka Earth. And Earth equals ground, according to the planeteers. Yes, that is a captain <laughs> planet reference. <laughs> the Midgard <laughs> The Midgard Serpent also plays a major role in Ragnarok. It defeats Thor in the final battle. If you were to look at this as a Pokemon battle, the Midgard Serpent is a ground dragon type, and Thor is an electric type, not a steel type. Is not the god of hammers. That was me. Um, <laughs> then, there is the fact that Zygarde <laughs> does not get a flamethrower. The Garchomp with the same typing does. In fact, Zygarde gets sludge wave, a poison type move. In the final battle, Jörmungandr appears from the ocean and poisons the sky. And how does it kill Thor? Poison! Finally, the 10% form being Fenrir the wolf makes sense with its canine appearance, though it could also take inspiration from Garm, who is akin to the Kerberos of Greek mythology only without the extra heads. And as an aside... But the Tusker, the squirrel and messenger mentioned in last, week's epi- in last week's episode, may be the inspiration for the Zygarde cell-slash-core. Reasoning behind this is that Zygarde's spoken entry mentions its appearance due to disturbances in the ecosystem. The cells may be the messenger that assemble in response to these disturbances. Or maybe not, but it was an interesting idea that I came across. Thanks for all you do, and for reading this long email, your friend and Vigorats coach, Vikings. P.S. Yes, go Vigorats!
1: Oh, so, well, I would yes, like to start it. I would like to start by saying this is the first time I think anybody's been like, "Sorry for the long email, and it was actually a long email, so I mean congrats I read, to him it, it,
0: i I didn't think it was long because I read it, and you you remember my emails,
1: oh man, I remember it got real bad. You were the reason we had to put a limit on it that I don't say anymore because well, other people are reasonable
0: me and sublime,
1: <laughs> yes, you and sublime that is correct, but. It's uh, I mean, these are all really interesting emails. I'm a big fan. Is there I anybody love- in particular that you want to give the g- role to?
0: Two of them? Can I give it to two people?
1: No, you can vote for two people, and then Maximus and I can decide.
0: Hi, I vote for a Viking and both tech.
1: Okay. What about you, Maximus? Who do you think? Hmm. I really like Vikings. <laughs> I'm oh, be man. perfectly honest. Oh, man. Okay, so you know what? I'll just say Viking. I'm out of it. I'm just going to say Viking, and we're going to call it there. So V for Viking, you get the green Taurus badge roll this week. And like I said, guys, if you want to email us next week, you can do so at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Just send in your email there, and our mailbag question is, what job would you like in the Pokemon universe, and why? You send it in there. And of course, if you want to do more Puckly awesome stuff this week in Puckle before the next episode comes out, you can do it in a couple of ways. First of all, you can check out our social media. You can check out Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit, all on PucklePodcast.com. If you want to come and chat with us, you can do so by coming to our Discord server. The link is in the show notes below. You can also go to our website, PucklePodcast.com, and click the chat tab. It'll give you a link as well. Uh, second of all, if you want to come and watch some awesome streams, including the one that Shushiro and I are going to do on Saturday, you need to go to Twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast. We're going to have a blast I'll still do viewer battles on Thursday, and I believe Dushir is going to play TCG on Monday. I know sometimes he'll also come on on Wednesday, but that's not always guaranteed. And if you want to support the show, you could do so in a couple of ways. First, by going to T Public. Uh, if you go to T Public, you can buy shirts, notebooks, stickers, whatever you want, and you can get Puckle's logos on it or anything else that you find on the on our store, which is in the show notes below. Anything you find there actually comes back to Puckle in some way, and so we do really appreciate that. If you want to donate to Puckle more directly, though, you can do so in two ways. One, if you go to Twitch and you have an Amazon Prime account and you don't Twitch that often, you have what's known as a Twitch Prime subscription, and that allows you to subscribe to us for free, which allows us to have an extra two dollars and twenty some cents. So we really do appreciate that if you go ahead and take the time to do that. We really do support, uh, enjoy the funds because it lets us do things like run PuckleCon. Yeah, but to-
0: remember, you have to resubscribe every month. I didn't yes. know this.
1: Yes. And then if you go to, if you want to directly help out the show more monetarily, you could do so by going to patreon.com slash puckle podcast, where you guys can donate to us at different levels. And like I said, none of this money goes to any of us. None of us see it directly. We, none of us profit from this. We put all of this money that we get back into the community, either by having prizes for tournaments or throwing an awesome party like PuckleCon or allowing us to improve the quality of the show by buying new technology, new equipment. And we really do appreciate all of this. So definitely check that out. And finally, I'm going to say this now because I, I'm going to say this for the next three months. Come to PuckleCon. PuckleCon is happening July 21st and 22nd in Dayton, Ohio at the Dayton Convention Center, room 306. We have plenty of events uh, planned, and we're hoping to have a schedule out by the end of the month for you guys. So I believe that's going to be it, though. I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Mr. Maximus.
0: And I am the fuckiest whimsy good.
1: And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always we would like to thank our patrons who make all of the awesome things we do here at Puckle possible. So here we go. Thank you to Declan, Dark Flame, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted Andrea, the Fluffiest Wimsicot, Locke, Shamu, Mongo eighty seven, snag, Jushiro, Bosefus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Miner Manetric, Claude Nine, Chris, John, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jestern, the Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawat, Trevor, TJ, Dexio, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra. Richard, Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Kenneth, the British Gent, Sparky, Brian, Rotted Orange Avenger, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Dennis, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Beaverlaw, Inferno, and Air, and the real EV. My apologies, and thank you guys if for all of you. Uh, you make everything possible here at Puckle. Hopefully we'll be able to do a live show on the 28th. Uh, It's TBA right now because I might be moving into a new house or at least walking through it. So I will try to do a live show with you guys this month. And I hope to catch you guys all on the flip-flop.